I want to hear what the opinions are. I want to talk, hear those deep discussions, chatting about those, what do you call them? Oh, memes. Yelling on Twitter doesn't get you far. Friends are required for laughing and learning. Always coming back to... What was it again? Star Wars. Which movies are fun? Which books are long? I refuse to watch Ready Player One. I'm Cameron. Here's my friend Chad. Opinions are cheap. What's your favorite Scooby-Doo crossover? Um, I was gonna say the one with corn in it, but that was a South Park episode. Okay, mine's Kiss. I like. Oh, there's a Johnny Bravo one that was good. That was that was good. Um, the Kiss movie was actually really good though, because they fly to like another dimension where like Kiss gets their superpowers from. Kiss has superpowers. And then there's like the their their marketing guy is like constantly selling stuff like every time they need a gadget it's like we'll just use the kiss brand flashlight and he just he has like a gene simmons flashlight just handy that seems like it'd be a funny gag it it was funny it was a good movie i think you can find that on youtube probably no um, but you're looking forward to supernatural podcast but we shouldn't what now I said we can watch that and do a, a, a podcast like with Neil Breen. <coughs> oh, you know what? Maybe that that might be a good one. Um, or we can do the Supernatural one when that comes out. Yeah, that's Neil Breen the apparently hard at work on his next movie. He, he tweets about it every once in a while. He's very excited. Yeah, and he also wants you to buy his forty dollars DVDs of his old movies. That's not gonna happen, Neil. Not when I can get super cuts on YouTube. <laughs> I would buy it. shorter and just as incoherent. Yeah, I would buy his movies if they were priced okay. I, I don't know where this $40 price tag is. It's probably... The, it's one of those things where he's like, well, if I sell them at 40 bucks, I only have to sell half as many to make my money back. But then no one's going to buy them because they're twice as expensive. So it's like, yeah, you know, I want to support independent filmmaking. I want to pay this guy money for the entertainment he's brought me. But it's like, dude... $40 for DVD kind of sours it. Are they Blu-rays or DVDs? I think they might be DVDs. So if I type in Fateful Findings on Amazon... I don't know. You'll find it on Amazon. It's like you have to go to his website. I, I can find a used copy of it for $243. Hmm. Used Which in what way? I did... I don't... I don't know, but... No, it says it's new. I'm guessing this is just some asshole. <laughs> if you go to faithfulfindings.biz um let me see yeah there's a dvd <laughs> yeah it's a dvd i'm gonna click on buy now because it doesn't have a price it has way more five star reviews than it deserves oh it's 26 dollars that's not okay. that bad that's I annoying might buy, i might buy a copy of faithful findings today one star reviews are pretty <laughs> on point like worst acting i've ever seen I like how one star review yet it's a must see movie. It's like yeah, that sounds that sums up Deal Brain pretty well. <laughs> you know we we should. I, I'm gonna keep following this Twitter. We gotta reach out and see if we can get like a review copy. 
Yeah, we really um, should. I, if we I, get I a screener of his new movie, Twisted, coming this year, then I am going to be so stoked. I, I, I'd be down. I, I, I'm, I'm weirdly enchanted by this weird man who sh- should not be making movies yet is. And he's got the most, like, violent sort of power fantasies that he acts out in his movies. Like, they always end with him killing people. Mm-hmm. It's like people he judges like high power to like government and stuff. <laughs> the whole like the premise of almost every single thing he does is he just wants the power to choose who lives and dies. Is that too much to ask? I think you could probably do worse. Hashtag politics. Oh, speaking of politics, um, I got the new uh, Warcraft Chronicle book that just came out. Did you buy it or did you get the review copy? Well, right now I'm reading the review copy, but it's okay. in the mail. It was supposed cool. to be here yesterday, but it's on its way because Amazon is pretty great. Mm-hmm. And it's a really <laughs> fun read. Um, oh, that's good. It, yeah, the the first Chronicle was like the origin of space and how all the spirits and the magics and the, the different dimensions and all that garbage... And so it's like, it's explaining away a lot of the mystery, and I kind of didn't like the book much, because it's like, you want to imagine, like, well, who are the Titans? Are they real? Are they dead? Like, what's the deal with the Titans? I don't want to actually be told. I want to enjoy wondering. And then the second Chronicle book comes out, and it's all about Draenor. And it's the history of the planet. It's the history of the orcs. Um... And it was kind of it was kind of cool, like world building wise. It explained that the planet was like so, um, like naturally angry that it just birthed these giant monsters that fought to the death. And where their bodies landed, that's pretty much what formed the continents. Okay. And smaller giant monsters grew out of those bodies and fought to the death. And where they died, that's where like mountains came from. And then smaller giant monsters came from that, and then like these parasitic uh, little growths came out, and those, those are were like humans. well, those are the orcs, pretty much. Okay. And it's kind of like it adds this weird scale, and it's a different kind of story. Um, but also it's like who cares? It's Draenor. That planet blew up. <laughs> so finally, Chronicle Three comes out, and it's about like Azeroth history, and it's about. Like the events of Warcraft Three and World of Warcraft, so it's okay. like okay, they're finally getting into the stuff that I actually like tangibly care about. Like my characters will have knowledge of some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's been a lot more fun to read than the first one. That sounds pretty cool. Um, it gives me a lot to think about in world building too. Like not to overthink stuff, but it's like oh, you know, I never thought about putting it that way, or oh, it's interesting to factor in blah blah blah. Um, cause it kind of, it sets up room for some of these stories to come back later. <clears throat> sure. Um, and really like that's, you know, we might actually talk a little bit about that today. Yeah. world That building. is a game. Yep. We can do that. We could, we, if you want, we could start with that. Well, yeah. Um, what is today's topic? So today we're going to talk about game design, game development, game, video game stuff again. Mostly, I think, from a design standpoint, because my video game, The Land of Glass, just got released. You can find it on Steam for fourteen ninety nine. It's very pretty. There's cards to collect, and you can fight some monsters. Yada, yada, yada. 
Um, so what you're saying is I could buy Neil Breen's new movie or I could buy a copy of Land of Glass for me and all my friends. Yeah. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. If you wanted and you had more more money, you could put an and instead of an or into both. I I Neil Breen sell some I, blood. I, I hope he's listening because I want him to pay attention to this. Well, well, when his when his movie's closer to being done, let's fucking start tweeting at him and asking for some uh, screen press screeners. We should. We'll, we'll make up some stats for We the Nerdy. Be like, we get this many, and he'll <laughs> be like, well, no one else likes me, so sure. So, anyways, the Land of Glass came out. Yes. Um, how long have you been working on that? Uh, five years. The first three were kind of off and on, because other stuff going on. So, you know, you'd work like an hour a night and be done with it. And you'd take a bit more breaks because you get sick of it. So, be like, oh, I'll work on it next week. <coughs> then these last two years was definitely more like every day for a couple hours a day until it was done. Did you have fun? Yeah, for the most part. There's, uh, there's, always, there's always something new to work on. So if you got kind of bored with something, you could just go on to the next thing. Sound not, effects are kind of lame, but everything else is fun. I'm not. I'm not good at interviews. I'm like. I'm just like. I'll ask you a vague question, and then I open a beer. I, I guess. Yeah. I guess it sounded like you're opening a beer. I have, I'm drinking vodka and juice right now. I'm gonna finish my vodka up tonight. And if I really feel like getting drunk, I'll probably hit whiskey next. I don't know. I shouldn't, but I also really want to. It's been a week. Ah. Uh, but that's one of good the things. Guinness. Oh, Guinness is so good. I'm jealous. Because we were talking about world building. One of the things that says, as far as my projects go, The Land of Glass, apart from everything else I've really written, is that I actually took the time and sat down and world-builded that that continent that you play on. Normally, I go fuck it, and and I world-build as I go, and then I fix all the problems that causes later in post. But for The Land of Glass, I actually spent quite a bit of time creating societies and, uh, you know, Religions and deities and uh, power struggles and uh, all of the kinds of things that might actually go on, you know, in, a, in an actual place. Because so, I wasn't sure what I would need to know and, need, and not need to know as I was going. The only uh, The only practical use I ever got out of any game design stuff I learned is when I'm planning a Dungeons & Dragons game. And with that... World building is interesting because to an extent, um, you're going to make it up as you go because you don't know what the players are really going to ask. Sure. So you have to be a little bit flexible. Like if you're if you're making a game like Skyrim, you can just program a door to never open if you really wanted to. <clears throat> right. The, you know, it's complicated, but with D&D, you, you, you never know. So what's interesting with that is I, I found myself creating small areas it's like here's a small continent that is completely surrounded by water so you can only go so far north and it's like okay here's here's the only viable docks which means those are the only places that trade or weird people will come from um it's like i was constantly setting up these barriers where it's like okay you can only ask so many questions because i'm really tired of you guys asking stupid questions (laughs) Um, because a lot of times if it's like open countryside, it's like, 
uh, oh yeah, these two people or these two uh, countries are at war. It's like, well, how long have they been? How long have they been at war at? Uh, five years. Okay, how has that disrupted trade in the area? That the villagers that are victim in the crossfire. That this that. Um, where do they fight? Is it just tense? How um, like if there's not actual combat, but it's just tense, then how do people like cross the border? Without, like, you know, if you're a traveler, how do you not get flagged as part of the enemy? Like, there's so many little things that sometimes you have to consider if you just blurt out something. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I know that firsthand when I write books and don't fucking think about that on the first pass. And I go through again, I'm just like, shit, none of this makes any sense because I'm an idiot and I do this to myself. I mean, I'm doing that right now with my damn pirate book. Got these fucking all of the, the 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 weather is caused by like giant animals, like that like like whales swim through the air, fly through the air, and then they create storms. Like like water comes out of their gills or whatever, and so mm-hmm. that's how storms are. It's like there's migration patterns for whales, and they they storm. There's sharks do snow and all this other stuff, and I was like, that's a really crazy crazy surreal idea for this weird air planet I have all my characters on. But man, is it posing some fucking problems now that they've, you know, it's been introduced. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm going with it, and I'm I'm rolling with it. But holy shit, I I, I can already just see chunks that I'm gonna have to go back and, and change because it'll be wrong, you know, a chapter from now, or it won't make any sense. Yeah, and that's what you kind of have to be aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also, and this this is more of a D and D thing than a video game thing. But I I always like to wonder how NPCs would react to player characters. It's like, is it is it uncommon to see a dwarf and an elf and a paladin and a dragonmancer just walk down the street together? My aunt, you know, my like brother... has anyone in this village ever seen an elf? You know what I mean? My brother and his friend, this is back in high school. <laughs> wanted to do some kind of custom Half-Life 2 thing where you played as a Covenant soldier, like, following Gordon, but it's the player Gordon. Because he's played through that game enough. When people do, they, they act really stupid. They jump everywhere. They stack boxes and patterns and just do stupid shit. And so it's like the idea of, like, you're this soldier going, like, man, this Gordon guy's insane. Look, he, he, he took all of the cars and he made a tower with them. And we have to clean this up now. But they're 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 heavy. We're gonna die if we don't, if we fuck it up. You know, like, like, that idea because the player character isn't always you know there's that fun involved and so they're not acting like real people mm-hmm. because they're testing the limits of the game or they're bored listening to so-and-so drone on so they're breaking walls and windows and, and, and whatnot and throwing garbage cans it actually sounds like fun yeah, I think it was a good idea. I think a couple other people, YouTubers, have, have done that idea already to some extent. And just the amount of work involved in it, you know, he never got to it. But I, I do like the idea of of something like that, you know. It doesn't matter what proper it is. Eventually, like, you as a player, as, as the person playing the game, are going to try something weird because you want to. You know, just to see what the game has anticipated. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of that in the land of glass because it's very linear. 
Once well, you yeah, get inside you know, a dungeon, you can only go on one path. So I, I've had this idea for a while now for a game. And when it started, it was like, oh, you know what? I should make an RPG. Because that way I can, like, I have this idea for a story. And I think it would be fun to play through the story. So it's like, okay, I'll just get RPG Maker and, like, throw it together. And it's like, over the years, I feel like game design has changed enough that I don't even know if RPG is the right genre anymore. Sure. Because uh, I want um, I want it to be linear because it's a story that I really want to tell more than the game itself. Right. So it's like, okay, maybe I should be making a walking simulator because I want people to explore this world but in a very deliberate path that I set. But if it's the game you're t- that I, I think you're talking about, like you definitely need combat in there. To make it work, maybe I I'm I'm willing to scrap a lot of the stuff. Oh, um, because I like the idea of uh of kind of um what's the word you know taking taking the the accepted norms and putting them upside down. Sure, but there's been like a billion indie games that came out in the last five seconds that all did that. Yeah, it's uh, it's a hard time to get in. Um, honestly, when Undertale came out, it's like, oh, I'm never gonna make my game. I'm gonna start over. Sure. Because <clears throat> anything I do is just gonna look like, oh, that guy just played Undertale. I mean, if it is, a, if it's the story thing, I guess. And I say this as as someone who writes books, of you know, just do do the book then. Um, I generally don't like RPGs. If I want a good story, I'll read a book. And there's some RPGs I wish there was just like a novelization of, so I didn't have to play it. Yeah. And honestly, this might be turning into something else. Like maybe game isn't even the right thing anymore. Um, I I like the idea of having combat, but the more I think about it, the more hands off I want the combat to be, and I don't know how fun it would actually be to play. Sure. It's more like the concepts are cool. And when I really think hard about execution, it's like, well, and, and this is this is coming back to a game game design talk. Game feel is really really important. Yeah. And if uh, if you have a neat idea, but it's not actually fun to do, then the game shouldn't be made. Like, wait, what was that quote from Reggie when they <laughs> they they started this really hard push to get the switch off the air? And it's like uh, Reggie's standing there in that pretend house, and he's like, "If it's not fun, then why bother?" And it, not enough people are saying that when they sit down to make a game. Yeah, I, part of it is because the industry, especially the AAA industry, is so big on chasing trends. I mean, how many like uh, like PUBG got really big, and then there are so many games introducing like PUBG elements to their game now because that's what all the kids are playing. Um. But at least those are fun. My, if they're done right. Yeah, but at least you're like doing something. Sure. Even if it isn't original. My problem is more like Mass Effect Andromeda. Where did you ever play that? No. It so looked it was like such it was a. Mass. I mean, there were there were some mechanical problems, and like you can make fun of how it looked and how bad the story was. But what made it really bad was how, like, navigating the menus was so clumsy. I didn't understand why they didn't just use Mass Effect 3 system. And if you yeah, wanted to upgrade your weapons, it's broken. like... It, <clears throat> it would list, like, 90 weapons 
that you haven't even seen yet and you have to like navigate to the one that you're looking to upgrade and so you click on it and there's like a sub menu to craft the blueprint and then after you craft the blueprint then you have to navigate to a different menu where you're sending out npcs on an imaginary mission to get crafting materials and it's all like made up things so if you need quasan nuts and and whatever springs and you have no idea what the heck any of it is and is it what is the point of the system being here and, and not you know the point being to upgrade your armor and everything but there's nothing engaging you don't feel like you're actually doing anything you're just fighting the system sure we had it, um yeah we ran into that in the land of glass with crafting where we we have we have a crafting system we have a lot of things you can make and just through testing me uh, and it was mostly me but got to a point where I was like I want this card I don't want to farm out all this shit to get it. That, to me, farming is not fun. And so we made it so you can buy a lot of the materials, and we've increased drop rates. And so, so we, there's some really strong items in the game you can get. And it, if you're willing, it won't take you that long if you got a little bit of luck on your side. Because I, I don't like games wasting my time. And one of the things with the Land of Glass is I wanted to make an RPG that was story driven, but linear because I like linear stories. Um, and I also didn't want it to waste my time. And I feel like most RPGs, especially turn-based ones, which ours is not, but that's what they do. Uh, I will probably never play another turn-based RPG again, because I just... There's so many things, two of them, that, that drive me fucking nuts uh, as an adult with limited free time. Yeah. <laughs> And that's another thing, too. I think I had a higher tolerance for RPGs back when I was planning my game. And now it's like, what's what's a game mechanic where I could I could resolve combat in one turn and it would still be fun? Hmm. That's a really interesting question. Like, at one point, I'm figuring, like, what if the whole party attacked as one unit? Like, you'd, you had a turn of, like, setting what attacks you want to do, and then it's like, the hit. And chances are it's just over unless it's a boss fight. I like the idea of um, <laughs> your one turn is you... Everybody has an attack and you queue up a single attack for everybody. But maybe, like, the order of it is important. And so you have to look at, like, maybe the enemy's stats or something <laughs> about the enemy to realize, to figure out what... You know, if everybody has, like, three attacks, you have to pick which ones and then which order they go in. And so, like, there's this really heavy puzzle aspect to it, maybe? And so each battle is like you're solving a puzzle, and if you solve it right, you kill him on the first try. Yeah, that would be entertaining. Um, I really like what Undertale did. Have you ever played it? I think I've asked no, before. No, the graphics of that game are so ugly, I don't want anything to do with it. You you should. You really should try it. I don't, I don't um, want to play it. It's so, I hate how it looks so much. What they did, I mean, do you know what the combat's like? Mm -mm. So it's it an like RPG. What? I thought it was bullet hell, right? Well, it's a mini game. There's different ones. Okay. It's like an RPG where you you choose like fight or inspect or whatever. And a lot of enemies have like special menus only for them. So it's like it's a dog enemy and then like, there'll be a menu option to pet it and there's like a joke ending if you just pet the dog a lot. Um but the the actual combat round yeah, some of them are like a bullet hell, but some of them are platformers. Or so it'll be like a, a, a different a game, basically. Yeah. And so it's fun because it's engaging because you're actually doing something. 
it's like some you know stuff's coming at you, so you have to like dodge it. Um, and it keeps you on your toes because there's like, oh, it's a new enemy. I'm gonna fight someone that I haven't seen before. It's funny. There's a game that did that before Undertale, and I'm trying. I have it in my Steam library. I'm trying to remember what the name of it is. And of course, Steam has to fucking install updates. Like every day. Ah, slutty ass program. Fucking. It's something something Wrath of the Dead Rabbit. Okay. Oh, here it goes. It's opening. It's um a really weird game. It doesn't have as many mini games as is uh, Undertale, from what from what you're saying. But uh, you you get into a conflict, you shoot some bad guys, and then like the latter half of the conflict, so you like, you get like half their health down. Is you enter this weird mini game where you have to. It's almost kind of like a WarioWare style thing, to some extent. Where you got like you know push buttons or or, or do weird stuff to kill them. Uh, hell yeah. Is called is what it's called Wrath of the Dead Rabbit. It's a Metroidvania ish. It's very bizarre. Uh, I don't know if I recommend. I, I recommend it in that it's it's weird and it's worth playing for being weird, but it's not um not good all the way through. It's it's definitely got some really clunky platforming. It's got some other kind of weird problems that don't you know it gets there's there's areas that it's hard to tell where to go next. You know it's got some stuff like that, but. For the most part, I, I enjoyed it as a very strange game with kind of a cool art style. That sounds cool. But yeah, it, it I, I enjoyed that aspect to it where you, you'd fight a guy and you weren't you had no idea how the battle was going to end because you were shooting him with a gun, but eventually the gun's not going to be important anymore because you're going to have to jump a couple times to hit him or solve a little puzzle in a couple seconds to, to kill him. How did we? How do we get here? I don't know. Okay, the, there was something else I wanted to talk about <laughs> for game design. I mean, that that sounds cool, but it just it, it dawned on me that time's blowing past in this one. Yeah, we're already twenty five minutes in. Um. Okay, so this is a big deal when I think about game design. Uh, player agency. How do you define it? I don't know. It's important. Also, oh, immersion. Well, I did not. Sure. I did not feel immersed enough. It is a bad game. <laughs> I'm. I mean, immersion. I feel is a little more easier to understand than player agency. I mean, like, do you mean like player agency? Like, you're playing. Uh, let's say like The Last of Us, and you're gonna like shit. We got to get there because if we don't, we'll die. Someone's bleeding. But you can still like go to the left and be like, oh, there's there's some shines there. Let's see what's in that box. Uh, oh, I need some more ammo. Or oh, there might be some over there. Yeah, I know you're dying. We'll, we'll get there eventually. You can't actually die because I can go to the right as well, and there's maybe... Oh, there's a fountain. That looks really nice. Oh, look, more weapons. Or do you mean something else? No, you're getting there. Um, uh, And actually, I think that's one of the reasons why I really don't like The Last of Us as a game. Because it's like... It's a movie with these sequences that you have to repeat over and over again where you're kind of shooting enemies in a way that's not that hard... And then you get to watch it. Your reward is like a cutscene to see what the character yeah. does next. And it's like, well, what's the point of me controlling the character? Not to say that there aren't good games with storytelling. It just seems like in that game, the emphasis is on the story. And it's like you're punished with gameplay and your reward is that you get to sit down the controller for a little bit. I felt that way about Bioshock Infinite. <clears throat> 
for the for yeah. the SOS, I quite liked the gameplay, but for Bioshock Infinite, I had problems with it, and it was there was definitely like, man, I wish there was like a YouTube video where I could just watch it all, and I know there is now, but at the time, like I played through it, and I was it's like, I'll never play this again, but I might watch all the cutscenes at some point. Yeah, and it's uh. It, and, and, you know, this is a little ironic because we were talking about that game I was writing, and it involves taking the player control away a lot. And it, it is a weird question, then. It's like, do you do you make it a video game, then, or do you make it into a movie or a book or or some kind of interactive thing, like a comic or something? Because like, if you have a story to tell, you got to figure out which medium it should be told on. Yeah. And when I... But, and going back to agency... Um, one game last year, maybe this wasn't last year, when did Hitman come out? That new one? Mm, it might have been like, I don't know, I, I'm i so bad with game releases now. But it, it, it's really good. I love this new Hitman they did. Um, the business model is weird, they released it, like, episodic, yeah. but in a way that works, because with that game, you kind of want to learn the level, so having only one level to work with for a month was actually kind of refreshing, because it gave you the time to relax and take your time and enjoy it. So the slow trickle actually played into the gameplay pretty well. Sure. But what's really neat is how there's challenges, like kill the enemy with a specific weapon or in a specific way. But how you pull it off is so up to you. And with so many options, you really feel like, okay, you were given a basic mission. You need this guy dead, and you need to make it look like an accident. And he's hosting a fashion show in his own house. So it's like, okay, well, you know what? This is going to be tricky, but I have some ideas. And you spend time investigating, and you spend time getting resources together. And it's rewarding when you finally pull it off, because it feels like you did it. It's not like you found the gameplay sequence where, oh, I see, I pull this lever, and the door opens, and then I go over here, and that happens. It feels genuine, and it feels like you're the one doing it. Sure. And not a lot of games pull that off well. No. Typically, it feels like you solved the puzzle, not you accomplished the challenge. I feel like most most games don't have the confidence to do something like that, because it, it involves taking gameplay that people understand and doing something very different with it. And when it comes to the AAA industry, different is iffy because different might not make money. Because those games are fucking expensive to make, and they have to make their bottom line. Not to be cynical. No, that's how it works. Mm. <sighs> um, man, I, I, uh, I feel icky. Still, uh. still not feeling quite up to par. No, Ready Player One came out, and I can smell it from here. Huh. I, I, uh, Jean-Luc saw it, so that'll be a comic stash conversation, I'm sure, uh, this week. I'm sure it's worth talking about. I'm just being a big baby. I heard it was... Uh, the one reviewer I watched, uh, Movie Bob, said it's okay. Yeah, I'm hearing that, too. The, he That's didn't good. like the book. Uh, they they kind of fixed some of the problems with the book, in that it's it's not this weird ego masturbation about nerd culture. Like, instead of trying to memorize 80s pop culture, they're trying to figure out why Halliday was so fucking obsessed with it, so it's more of a psychological um, viewing of him instead of uh, worship. 
and to me, that's like, wow, you fixed one of the major problems with that book then. That's just good. Making that change. I still won't see the movie because I don't give a shit. Um, but it sounds like they've maybe, Spielberg maybe made some really smart changes to the property. Which is cool. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. I mean, like, if it's good, I hope it does well. I, I just, I have no interest in it as, is a personal thing. It's about Probably time he made a good movie. Ha. Huh. Uh, okay, here's another buzzword. Mm. Uh, power fantasy. Power fantasy. People say power fantasy like it's a bad thing. Do they? And sometimes, I think so. Okay. I feel like that gets, like, calling gig, like something like God of War, like a male power fantasy, I feel like it's thrown around as, like, we should be upset about that. Or Gears of War is another one that, where it gets thrown around at, or um, maybe Halo because Master Chief isn't really a character. I don't know. I, I'm fine playing games like that because it's fun. Like, okay. sometimes I want to fucking shoot a bunch of people. <laughs> it's funny to me because I, I can't think of a game that isn't a power fantasy outside of, like, uh... Alien Isolation. The Inside or something. But like, most <clears throat> horror games aren't. Because they won't be scary if you had power. Yeah. But it's like, even Professor Layton, um, the power fantasy is that you're the smart, you know, super smart a professor that right. can solve the mystery you know it's like it, it's like uh we can't solve this thing and they present like a funny stick puzzle that you can figure out and then the professor's like aha i solved the mystery of the stolen diamond and it feels like you did it you know what i mean i think one i think power <laughs> fantasy is going to differ from person to person yeah um, they will when i played dragon ball xenoverse like, my power fantasy is, like, I get to fly, like, Goku and shoot energy beams out of my hands. My hair turns yellow. And I got to do that in that game, and it was amazing. And that's all yeah. I wanted out of it, and that's all I got. It was it was perfect. Like, playing Gears of War, it doesn't feel like a power fantasy to me because I don't want to be in a war. Um, also, I'm nothing like Marcus Phoenix. Like, he's got just enough character to him where I don't consider him a cipher. I gotta show you this video. Um, there's a boss in Final Fantasy fourteen where uh you know how sometimes there's like a an MMO mechanic during a boss where it'll target one player that has to like take the front of this attack. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's like you have to be trapped in the dark dimension and you die and it's up to the other players to revive you or something. So <clears throat> there's this one boss who is a spirit of sword mastery and he just wants to fight so it's like okay here's this guy and he's gonna fight and it's kind of a typical boss where he like swings his sword around and whatever and you tank it face him away he has a cleave there's one part where he stops the fight and like turns into water and just like splashes away and disappears and then very slowly in the background a giant sword is forming out of water you're like standing on a lake and this giant sword just keeps coming up, and it's like, oh, no. And then he comes out of the lake, and he's just this giant form, and he grabs this sword that's like five times as long as the arena that you're standing in, and he draws it back, and he just swings down with full force on the group, and one tank has to stand in the middle and push a button to kind of catch it on their shield, oh, cool. and you have to, like, button mash to, to hold it up, and as you're holding the sword back, 
the uh the the whole team has to attack the sword to like do damage to the boss and like knock it back. <clears throat> Man, that's got to be fucking badass. Like if you're yeah. that tank and you're like I'm holding I'm holding this fucker back for everybody. When that boss came out, um the Final Fantasy Reddit was just filled with screenshots of have you guys tanked this yet? Look at look I got this great screenshot of my Dark Knight and he's holding back all this oh oh my gosh. Oh, did you see that my paladin did this? Oh, and it's all the exact same screenshot. But sure. these people could not wait to share this experience of power. It's like, I saved my team. I was the one that took it, and I pushed them back. And then we defeated them. Ooh, I feel great. That's it's good like, game you know, design. That's good game design. If people are happy that they overcame it and excited to share the story, that means you did something right. Because, like, I don't... <laughs> No one, I don't know if anybody ever did that with, like, Gears of War, where you're Marcus, and you get, like, ten sniper shots in a row in this one part in, like, Gears of War 3, and he's like, that's one, that's two, that's three, motherfucker! Because, like, it's funny, but it's not, it's not holding, you know, it's not holding a sword back and saving your team, it's just like, oh, I sniped a bunch of guys that were walking in a straight fucking line. I, dude, I love, there's this one, um, I love when you do the active reload right, and he'll go, Nice! Yeah, <laughs> I do get that feeling because I go noise when I do it. <laughs> um, shoot, <clears throat> there's a game Donkey reviewed. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do Google search. While you for... find it, I'm gonna mix myself another drink. That's all right. Yeah, I'll keep narrating. A uh, shooting game with lots of swearing. It's a total goat fuck. Oh. Goddamn. Okay, I died already. So it's called Rogue Warrior. I have my kill Guy just got stabbed. Lights out, motherfucker. <laughs> rock and roll, motherfuckers. Rock and roll. Every single guy. Stop dead, motherfucker. Oh my god, is that real dialogue? Amateurs. Yes. <laughs> this is amazing. Bring the noise, bitch. Goddamn cockroach, goddamn motherfuckers. Piece of shit, bastard, man. Fuck ass, dick, penis, bitch. Piece of fuck, though. This game is actually an Dude, adaptation. Oh my god, I wish I had the moxie dick to pull Machinko. this off. Uh, if you don't know who Dick <laughs> Machinko is, he's pretty much Tom Clancy. But if Tom Clancy was the main character of his books. Like, so, I've, I've had, like, joked sure about, like, characters like this, this but I was like, there's no look. way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, how do you pull this off? Looks like a douchebag convention in town. Looks like the douchebag convention you just said that. <laughs> my balls, my hairy fucking big balls, wrapping around your fucking mouth. <laughs> fucking retard. Get that me. I'm Dick Bachinko. Okay, this is he just amazing. All zone, guys. The Isn't it? got themselves a working missile defense shield. <laughs> they could shoot our nukes right out of the sky. Damn, if you could acquire that technology for the United States, you could end the Cold War. I'll retarget. Use the Soviets' own missiles to wipe this place off the map. <laughs> you are the dumbest the fucking piece of too, shit. Yeah. I can't tell where one ends and one begins. Because he's kind of talking like him. This, though, is something you can only do in a video game. Like, I think if you tried to do this in a movie, it wouldn't really work. No. Send me the bill, oh, You have to be... You have to be the one physically, like, shooting the gun. And... and the absurdity of, you know, the AI being fucking terrible. So and this is almost... The thing with Rogue Warrior is you can laugh at this because it's so stupid and it's so out there, 
but it's kind of funny if you think about stuff like Duke Nukem. And then it's yeah. like, you know, they tried to make a new Duke Nukem game and it just it wasn't funny because it was just it was almost par. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I wonder what would have happened if they made like a parody tier Duke Nukem where they cranked it to they 11. Because, I mean, I you're watching this and it's like, this can't be real. And I mean, tell me you didn't want to like go look and see if you can't find this game somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I'd play you, that you, game. You want to play it. <clears throat> on steam uh, yeah you know what uh, early glad space everyone go out and buy rogue warrior on steam it is 4.99 buy it right now it is cheap as dirt if you got 20 dollars, you can get land of glass and rogue warrior tonight and have a good time uh, oh, is it shoot, character can... driven first person shoot i don't know if it's character driven no man, it's character dude, driven that dude's a character he is He's a national treasure. You should put in a DLC in Land of Glass where you play as this guy that wrote that book. Because he writes these books. I'm actually fucking buying this right now, by the way. That <laughs> <laughs> looked amazing. Purchase. God, Steam is gross. I can just hit purchase and the game is now mine. Yes, I wish to install. No, I'll install it later and I'm not recording. I don't want it to lag. Uh, I'm going to ah. install uh, Warframe tonight. Man, oh, so cool. Warframe, have you played that? No, but I've seen footage of it. It looks pretty fun. It is really fun. Like, two or three years before Destiny came out, the best version of Destiny came out, and it's called Warframe. <laughs> and it's like, Destiny 2 is floundering so hard, they just had a big content update, and, like, none of my friends at play even installed the game. Wow. They're like, oh, the, oh, the Curse of Osiris came out? Well, I'll get to it later. And now it's, uh, you know, they're playing either Monster Hunter or they're playing Warframe. And that's, uh, I mean, <laughs> we were talking about marketing. Uh, the only thing Destiny did right was marketing. Right? Yeah. I guess. I mean, I don't have, I don't see ads anymore. Like, I don't have cable and uh, I have ad block. So sometimes I see when I watch Crunchyroll, but it's usually like the same hotel ad four times in a row because Crunchyroll's ads fucking suck. The algorithms are broken. I don't know. Yeah, oh, you know what? We're like 43 minutes in. What what else do you want to talk about besides um, Rogue Warrior? Shit, I don't know. I feel like I should talk some more about Land of Glass or the Land of Glass, but I don't. I don't know what to hit on because well, game I, design I mean, one, is a big topic. It is a big topic, but one interesting thing, you did a cool write-up about sound design. Yeah. Did that for WeTheNerdy.com for those who want to take a look on how I made some sounds. Um, But you found some fun tricks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the, the big tricks are play everything backwards. <laughs> Mess with pitch. Uh, there's a couple other things, like, uh, I have plugins, like, one's called the Convolver, which lets you combine two sounds together, and you can, like, increase or decrease each version of the sound. It's used a lot in, uh, for guitars, where you can add a guitar impulse that, like, like, this band, Gojiro, has this guitar sound, so you can get, like, that impulse, usually you have to pay, buy it, but then you can put it, and then play your guitar through that impulse, and so it's always gonna sound kinda like that. Um... 
But if you use it for sound effects, like, I used it a lot with, uh, I used a tuning fork for a bunch of spells. So I'd, I'd make a sound, and then I'd merge it with a, a part of a tuning fork and get these really weird kind of ethereal um, noises. Um, some of those will be found in, like, the water level uh, for those spells. Uh, but I know there's just certain things like that that once you find out, like, oh, that's what this plugin does, it just opens up fucking doors for how you can make sounds because you can just combine stuff. And, man, sound design is so important to, uh, like, I, I I think we jokingly touched on immersion, mm-hmm. but sounds make things come alive. Oh, for sure. They really do. So it's really interesting when you have to make a new sound for something new that's never existed before. Oh, it sucks. It, it it can, but it's rewarding when you pull that off and it's like, oh, wow, that really does sound like that fictional monster or the effect of um, flesh uh, reforming or whatever. Yeah, one <laughs> of the... I know for, for magic effects in the Land of Glass, one of the games I went back to a lot was uh, Orcs Must Die. Because that game's got the kind of the basic... Uh, there's some, some fantasy spells. You can throw fireballs, you can let, uh, freeze people, and you can cast thunder. And so when I wanted, like, you know, I'm trying to make these spells, I'd, like, load up that game and use it. And it's just like, what did they do to make this noise? And and for, like, the ice thing, it's, like, that kind of weird, crunchy frost noise. It's like, what the fuck did they do? And eventually, like, it was winter, we're still working on the game, and it's just like, Joe, kick that snowbank. And then it's, like, perfect. It, it's got that frost noise because it's, like, snow on gravel. And it makes a dragging sound, and it it and that's what we used for the ice sound. Nice. Um, uh, really good sound design in Overwatch. I think it's pretty good. And I talked about this. I, I was telling you a little bit about it. I had a panel at BlizzCon where they explained this really well. Yeah. And what's interesting to me was uh, I sat down for sound design because I thought they were going to talk about how they made the sounds. But it was more about how they implement the sounds in-game as a gameplay mechanic. Right. Because you, you get a lot of feedback, um, ba- really, from the enemy team. Like, they do things where enemy characters will sound slightly different than ally characters of the same person. Um, they They emphasize things where the more dangerous a character is, the louder they are, rather than just, like, weight or what kind of sound the character makes while walking. And it's it's interesting because there's details like uh, with Roadhog, you can hear his chain from far away, but you hear the footsteps like really bassy and heavy when he's near. And it's like you can you can be aware of where Roadhog is uh, without being alert. And then there's a certain threshold where you kind of train yourself to know, oh, he could hook me at any minute if I go around that corner. Yeah, <laughs> and we definitely didn't have to deal with like balance stuff like that. No, not but not in. Very- uh, RPG kind of game. No, but it it is something that's really interesting to think about. Because um. it's easy to, uh, and let's go to RPG. It's easy to just kind of apply sounds to events. Yes. But really, you want to apply more loud or special sounds to events that pertain to some kind of you know useful feedback for players. Right. So if you you could have like a ping for every time you click on something, but really you want the ping to mean a specific kind of action or some th- kind of alert. Yeah, and a lot of that, 
for our game is done programmatically. Like, I just make the sound for the impulse, and then Joe will implement it in a way where, like, really heavy attacks. There's almost, like, a little bit of a, a delay to the sound, and it just kind of, like, gives you that, like, <gasps> and then boom, and then, you know, you hit, like, a, you know, a five damage or whatever. So there's, there's way to do, ways to do that without actually doing anything with the sound itself. It's just how you implement it. Um, but it, it is, it's insane what goes into that kind of thing. Uh, and then stuff like, uh, when the portals open in, in the land of glass, like that's the big event is like these earth shattering, world shattering, uh, doors are opening and monsters are coming through and early, early versions of the game. We just had like someone breaking like a glass, you know, just regular glass shattering as like a placeholder. And I was like, it has to be something better than that. Um, but how do you do that? And so what I ended up doing is is taking that same sound and just distorting the shit out of it. And so that weird sound you hear at the beginning of every campaign is it starts as just like someone like dropping like a, a glass frame on the ground or whatever it was to make the impulse. And then I stretched it. I uh, I boosted certain frequencies and ran it through filters, and it, now it sounds like really. It sounds weird. No, but it's cool. And then the closing the portal is that sound played backwards. That's it. <laughs> it's funny because you cheated. That's too easy. I, there, it, it is. There's a lot of cheating, though. And yeah, no, that's the real. That's how you do it. I mean, and part of it is just because you only have so much fucking time in the day. And you're like, I don't know what this is supposed to sound like. What's this sound backwards? Good enough. And you, you, you changed it a little bit so it fits, because if you play a, a, a crash sound backwards, it, um, the waveform, it ends on a very high end, and, and then it pillars off, so it, it feels, it, uh, it plateaus, goes straight down, and so you gotta, you gotta round it out, so it doesn't, uh, doesn't do that. It has to have a, a, a natural fall off, or it, it sounds really, really gross, and not in a good you, way. You know how they do the robot voice for BB-8 in Star Wars? I'm guessing... I have no idea. Someone had a phone app that they just sort of talk into. That's really lame, but... It, it is. It, isn't I, that I, lame? <laughs> it's lame, but I'm also just like, if I was in that position and I had something that easy to, in front of me because I had to do so many other sound effects that day, I'd be like, fuck, this is fine. This is this is, it, this is more than huh. fine because it makes my job easier. Oh, that works. Oh, oh yeah. Um, yeah, it... Some of the, the the healing spells Joe ended up doing because we had to synthesize them, so we had to actually make like, you know, we took the synths that we had and and alter them really heavily to get this. Because what 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 does a healing spell sound like? You know, it sounds like it doesn't ex doesn't exist. Bunk. It's really hard to do, and I'm hoping our next game doesn't have magic because I don't fucking make magic anymore. You should have crocodiles. Just crocodiles, crocodiles the cool. game. Ah, uh, you could have crocodile rock. The, the last boss in the land of glass. The the scream for for him is my cat. And I, <laughs> I did. I think I added about twelve different effects to it. I think I ran it through a guitar cabinet twice. That's cool. Because I was just like, I want this to be my cat. Because my cat has the girliest, softest, high-pitched meow ever. And I was like, I want to make this into something fucked up. I love that. And so I, 
So I did, and it's great. Oh, man. Oh, you know, so Overwatch, I, I want to tell the story. This isn't about game design. Okay. Um, we've been playing Overwatch a lot lately, right? Yeah, we, we should maybe get some in tonight. I will see how writing goes. Okay. Um, I I was like almost crying last night because they were so mean. <laughs> oh, really? Are I, you playing Widowmaker again? Yes. <laughs> and they were so mean. And I, so this, I was very, very tired. Um, I don't think I took cold medicine last night, but I was like, I was so out of it. And then those like lag spikes are coming in, so I'm having trouble like looking down my scope even. So it's like, you know what? I'm not even gonna care this game. I'm just gonna be Widowmaker. I'm gonna see if I can do anything. So <clears throat> we get in, and it's that Hollywood level, and I, I go at the front, and I'm just like I'm standing right in the entrance, and almost everybody's like they're all like fighting in a thing. So I'm just standing out in the open like an idiot, like shooting mm. um, at Reinhardt shields. Like, I can't do anything from here. I shouldn't pick Widowmaker. But it's like, whatever. And so uh, this Sombra comes up behind me and shoots me a couple times. Like, just enough to make me flinch um, so that they know that I'm behind them. Sure. Or they're behind me, I rather. And I didn't even look around. It's like, I don't care. Kill me. And I just kept shooting forward. So they kept poking me, <laughs> and then eventually they killed me, and like, and so it shows like Sombra standing right there behind me, and so I type into the group chat uh, or the all chat, uh, "How did you find me? How did <laughs> how did you find where I was?" And they're like, "Well, I you know, I'm Sombra." It's like, "So you're hacking, and you're because you think it's some RP server, this garbage." <laughs> and so everyone's like, "Sombra can see your health when you're when you're half health." I said, I was at full health. I was at 110% health. You cannot see where I am. I'm, I'm Widowmaker. I'm like hidden on my sniping perch. And so it's like everyone's like kind of yelling at Sombra for like, what are you doing? Like, what's going on? And and we're kind of laughing. And so then they, they changed to uh, they changed to Widowmaker. So now we're having a sniper duel. And by sniper duel, I mean, I'm kind of standing in the middle of the road, and then they'd shoot me. And they picked me off, like, eight times in a row. Sure. And it got to the point where, like, I'm, I'll am i see them, and I'll line up my shot, and they'll wave, and then, like, they'll, they'll wave to me through my sniper scope, and I'd miss them, and then they would shoot <laughs> me dead. And it's like, I can't back down now, <clears throat> so I have to just, this is what I have to do now. And they're all taunting me in chat. And um, it got to the point where I'm doing comedy bits where I'd walk out into the street and see the Widowmaker there and I'll, I'll zoom in and then I would shoot the uh, grenade launcher that goes like two feet in front of you mm-hmm. and then just like look at where it landed and then they would shoot me dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, it was so funny and we're all having fun. Um, and so then it's like, Until okay, round realized you were wasting a slot. It was, everyone was kind of having fun. Okay, that's good. So, the next round, now we're, I'm defending. And it's like, okay, maybe I want to play this game a little more serious. And then the whole other team is like, Greg Goomba, Greg Goomba, you have to pick Widowmaker again. We need more of that shit. We need more sniper duels. That was epic. 
And it's like, I don't want to do it right now. They're like, come on, you got to do it. You got to do it. So it's like, whatever. So I think Widowmaker, and like, they shoot me a couple times, and it's like, okay, this isn't fun anymore. So <clears throat> I swap to Roadhog, and then I start harassing their Widowmaker with Roadhog. Oh, yeah? And somehow, like, I kept getting the jump on her, which is kind of weird because he's, like, big and heavy. Um, but I was, like, hooking her through the ceiling in funny ways. I was getting all these, like, trick shots off. Um, and then the whole team started, like, focusing me down because I became a threat to the game. Oh, sure. And it's like, well, come on, guys. I thought we were having fun. They were were having fun when you weren't playing well, but when you started playing well, then the joke ended. Yeah, and it was so weird how it's like, I... I don't know. You got. I think you got to take it both ways. Sure. Um, but then I stubbed my toe and I kept crying. So, well, that'll happen. I'm gonna have my toe nail removed on Monday. Ouch. Because this is getting unreal. It's been since Christmas. Oh, geez, really? <laughs> A lot of pain. Well, it's good to so, make alcohol. Yeah, that pretty much. How you? Okay. Well, actually, we're almost at an hour. Are you gonna do glad space? Um, sure. What are you glad for? I'm, I'm. Gl- I made a really dumb joke this week that I'm pretty glad about. Ooh, was... share. Okay, so Ooh. one of, one of my coworkers <laughs> was um, he had this 55 gallon barrel. He's taken from work and he's uh, taking the stickers off and he's gonna fill it full of uh, bear feet because he goes hunting bear. Okay. And um, so I'm watching him. He's got like a like a, a good heat gun to take the 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 biohazard stickers off because it had like solvent in it. Mm-hmm. And um, I go, hey Stan, you know what you should do is paint haha on that because then you'd have a barrel full of laughs. <laughs> and um, this guy named Paul overheard me. He goes, Jesus Christ, Chad! And he puts his hat on real angry like and just storms out the fucking <laughs> the room like I had kicked his dog. <laughs> It was so fucking funny. <laughs> That's great. And it was just like, I don't know why he got so angry about that. And then like, like Stan's looking at me like I'm just, just stupid. And Brett like holds a wrench. He's like, I'm gonna stick you in that barrel. And we'll see who's laughing now. And like everyone got so mad <laughs> at this horrible pun. It was great. That's a good one. Um, I have one. Oh, I wrote it down. Oh, yeah. So, I did a video where I, re- I did a Roblox Let's Play video. Yes, you did. Because I thought, well, you know, that'll be funny because that's a stupid game that, like, kids on YouTube like. So, the joke is there. Um, I really like this Slenderman game I found on Roblox. Oh, I've yeah. been, like unironically playing it because it's actually kind of fun <laughs> it's like it's a multiplayer version of those like eight pages games where you wander around and you can't look at slender man yes uh I, that's all it's not that great there's not much to it but it's free so i recommend you try roblox out because apparently it's neat i feel stupid playing it but it's like oh you know what i kind of want to play right now yeah where you go I'm in a really weird conversation on a Discord writing group where someone's like, we should get some emojis in here. And someone's like, oh, you should do Hisoka, who's a character from Hunter x Hunter. And he's like a pedophile clown who wants to kill the main character who's like a 12-year-old kid. And um, 
he's like to me the best villain in anime. Like I, I, I really like Hisoka. He's really well developed. But he is also kind of a pedophile. So I said that. And so now we're having this weird conversation and someone's like, No, no, he's not a pedophile, Conker's joking. It's like no, he he really wants to fuck gone. Like there's no no argument there. And so they're like, well, we can't have a pedophile character as an emoji. And it's like, who gives a shit? It's an anime character. <laughs> like this is so <laughs> dumb. People are getting really mad because I'm calling this guy a pedophile and also the best villain in anime, which both can be true. Well, doesn't that kind of help the case? I I I don't know. Like I I mean I've seen really bad pedophile characters in media, and I've seen good ones. And and like you can have. You know, you, 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 things can be complicated. Life is complicated. He's a bad guy, but he's a well-developed bad guy. And, like, the pedophilia thing is more of a joke. Like, he he wants to fuck that character, but he also wants to fight him, too, because it's an anime. Like, he's, he's like Goku, but if Goku wanted to fuck the bad guy, too. Oh, dude, how how different would it be if Goku wanted to fuck someone? Oh, man, what if, like, Goku wanted to punch Cell and then just, like, stick a stick in his mouth? Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, is, like, what if, um, what if, like, Chi-Chi got possessed by the world's most powerful demon, and now, like, she's the bad guy, and and Goku's kind of like, oh, wow, I'm married to the most powerful fighter on Earth, this is kind of cool. Man, he'd be like, I need you to choke me a little bit. Do we want to stop there? (laughs) I don't know, we got any more points to wrap up? I don't, I don't, I mean, we um, could go on for a while, but it, oh, I mean, there, there's, there's plenty to, to talk about, Yeah. But, I mean, the bottom line is, buy Land of Glass, and, um, and, Fateful Findings. Yes, if you want, if you And if Rogue you want, Warrior, get Rogue yeah. Warrior. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stall that, and we'll play that, it'll be fun. Maybe we'll play if you that only have $20, get Rogue Warrior and Land of Glass on Steam. Drink vodka and grape juice. Oh, that's good too. Ah. This is a productive week. They'll have to tell these people that Hisoka isn't a real person. Oh, maybe that'll help. Like, like, I'm I'm really surprised there's pushback on this moderation decision. Maybe you should think about that. It's like, this is an anime character, buddy. (laughs) Not real. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Uh, Beautiful bastards. (laughs) 